The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! I just want to say, I knew that we'd be the envy of all every football guy in Canada. How about that? With this XFL gear that we got. This is hot, 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 hot. Okay, I look like the damn general manager of the XFL. Hey. I'm so excited. It's all beautiful. Rod the Rock Peterson. I wouldn't go that far. But I love The Rock. I love me some Dwayne Johnson. This is The Rod Peterson Show. Boy, that good timing there. Welcome to the RP Show, everybody. Uh, Canada's daytime sports talk show is leaving the harbor. RP here, Moose DuPont there. When was that that we got the gift package from the XFL? That would have been... It was around Christmas? Long before this CFL-XFL stuff went down. Yeah. No, it was in the wintertime, wasn't it? We made that trip to Saskatoon. That's where it was waiting for us. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I don't see you wearing your XFL stuff very often. Why not? Because I got a raincoat. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't been raining. Okay. I'm waiting to pull out the uh, golf shirt, but dang, it continues to be nippy around here. Yeah. Minus 10 when I was driving to work here in the sweatpants capital. Come on, spring. Let's go. It's going to be a fun day today on the old RP show. We're going to talk some XFL. Reed Johnson is going to join us from Seattle. He is the host of the XFL Mark Cast. If you just can't wait, there's a clip of him on my Twitter this morning. This guy is he's bonkers, man. Like he's we got to settle him down. <laughs> like he's got ADD times 100. So I'm looking forward to the chat. The Silver Fox Kelly Rempel is going to be with us. To talk all these topics and Joey Kenward from where's he hanging his hat these days? 650 Vancouver, Vancouver. Sportsnet 650. Yep. Uh, Canucks guys, there's some news going on with the Vancouver Canucks. We'll dabble a little more into this BC Hockey League uh, news today, but let's hit the quick six show topics, please, Jordan. And I will remind all of our viewers and tell the new ones these are of importance to me. They may not be the biggest quick six show topics in the history of sports today, but they're mine. 
And number one is Bedard Mania. What went down right here in our own backyard last night? Darren and I called it on Access Now Television. Connor Bedard, the exceptional player, a goal and an assist as the Regina Pats beat the Moose Jaw Warriors. 3-2 in overtime. And the kid's now leading all Western Hockey League players in scoring, and he's 15. And for the Bedard haters, of which there are many, pipe down. Not haters, but we're just getting people saying we're tired of the Bedard hype. Then I'm going to have to tell you to turn your TV off because the guy's exceeding all expectations. So Connor Bedard now 19 points in 10 games, a goal and a helper last night. Uh, there were other games, Brandon Smoke, PA 7-2 and 7-1, and out west, I believe it was Vancouver over Victoria. I've got it all coming up in the sports updates. That's what's going on here. Tuesday, NHL leftovers from last night's game. I watched the first period of the Oilers-Montreal, and that's all I needed to watch because it was over. There was no scoring after the first period. Montreal beat Edmonton 4 nothing. Of course, it was late in the game that Jesus elbowed Cuck and Yemi, and I didn't see that because I'd gone to go do our game. But that's our. he got fined this morning. Breaking news this morning, Connor McDavid fined $5,000 for his elbow to the Montreal Canadiens forward last night. Our poll question is, what should have McDavid got for the elbow last night for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center? Your options are two minutes, five-minute major, a suspension, or a fine. You got a fine. And two minutes. I said he should have got a five-minute major for that, which that... And re- can I rescind my vote? I sure. think two minutes was right for that. He didn't hurt the guy. My God, Dubé of the Flames caved in the guy's face with a forearm and didn't get anything for it earlier this year. So I think two minutes would have been right. The leader on Twitter last I saw was people wanted to see McDavid suspended. What was it on Facebook? It looked like fine. A fine? Leader. So yeah. the NHL got it right in both. There you go. Oh, no, suspension's leading. Oh, people want to see Sorry. McDavid suspended. What are you voting for? I'm voting for what happened. Fine. It was the maximum allowable fine, 5000 And I always say supplemental discipline is for when it's not taken care of on the ice. I thought maybe, you know, two minutes wasn't really enough. But yep. two minutes combined with the, with the fine is perfect. But it would have been interesting. I was really kind of all night thinking about, ooh, are they going to suspend him? Do they have the stones to suspend Connor McDavid because that's a big deal but that's not a suspendable to, hit, to so. set a message but you know it wasn't I'm sure they thought about it and so I think they got it right well and think about this Alex Ovechkin earlier this year speared the kid from Boston right between the legs and he got a five thousand dollar fine so you know what these stars now have to stand up for themselves because they don't have a Dave Semenko or a Marty McSorley riding shotgun with them, so they're making some room for themselves. I don't have a problem with it. Um, happy Jets game day, by the way. I'm getting to it. To all of our Winnipeg viewers, I understand. It's in my show topics here, so just hang on. Jets leaves tonight. I know. nothing. Everything pales in comparison to that. I'm calling up the preview here from the Canadian press right now. Um, but there's some football topics we've got to get to here in the quick six of the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're home for the NHL, Regina Pats hockey, and uh, order by phone or fourseasons.com because the restaurants are all closed here, as you know, except for takeout. Anyways, point three, Roger Goodell announcing the NFL to play games in Canada. Well, these are regular season games. This came out, and I guess in a statement yesterday, 3downnation.com's all over it. 
hot button topic here in a lot of ways. They've played games in Canada before. They tried to play the Oakland Raiders here last year, two years ago now, I guess, and the Rough Riders blocked them from playing in this city. And how do you think that went over with the business community? Because they went to Winnipeg, and although the game ended up being a sham, I think the Bombers alone made a million dollars off the game. So it was all a schmazzle the last time they tried to do it, but it won't be a schmazzle this time if the NFL's behind it and it's a regular season game. And for Roger Goodell to say Canada's a very important market to the National Football League, I don't know. That just seemed like another to the CFL. They've literally said, you guys be a self-sustaining entity, as Randy Ambrosi told us on this show. And meanwhile, we're going to come in and mow your lunch in your own backyard. No offense. Just business. So that's my take on that. But I also got to say something about Randy Ambrosi. The guy doesn't lie. You may or may not like him. That's fine. We don't. A lot of people don't like me. I don't lose any sleep over it. But what did he say on Great Cup Unite Week? The plans to play were confident and optimistic because of the vaccination rollout. And here we sit on March 31st. Wade Miller just said it yesterday on the radio, the Blue Bombers president, that, oh, it's looking good. If you can just hold on two more weeks, it's looking real good for the vaccinations. Randy wasn't lying. I would have liked to have seen another plan to play in a bubble. That didn't happen, but Randy didn't lie about that. You know what I'm saying? Right. The man doesn't lie, and for that I admire him, but he gets tarred and feathered for what he says. But I can't think. And then he also said that Roger Goodell told him we're not interested in a partnership. You guys uh, make it on your own. And he said that on this show, Ambrosi did. So I have nothing against Randy Ambrose. He's, he's fulfilled every request we've ever had. And there, I don't think there's a commissioner alive that could have bailed them out of what they're dealing with right now. Not one. Not even Mark Cohan. Not even Tom Wright. Who all got shown the door by these owners. <clears throat> Over to you, sir. <laughs> Moose on the NFL playing games in Canada. I think it's exciting. I think it's really exciting. I think there's, you know, instantly... People are going to want to point to Toronto and the Buffalo Bills. But that's the Buffalo Bills. Like, when we're in Canada and you're not in that Buffalo market, and I know Toronto's close, but they're not Buffalo Bills fans. No. Some of them are, and they buy season tickets because it's across, you know, the border really, really close, and you can go to a lot of games. But you're not Buffalo Bills fans, you know. You're a Cowboys fan. I'm a Titans fan. Kelly's a Minnesota fan. You know, Amanda's a Chicago fan. And we have different fans everywhere. Now, if you take that same bad Buffalo Bills team and make them the Toronto Bills, put them in blue, put them in Toronto, probably sell out the game, right? So I think the NFL can work in Canada. I really do. I think they're going to have fun. They're going to bring games up. They'll probably put one in Regina, maybe Winnipeg. Think of these new stadiums that are going to be attractive. Regular season, they'll sell them out. It'll be fun. Let's remember one thing, though. This is... I'll believe it when I see it because we're talking about a 30,000-seat stadium here, a 35,000-seat stadium in Winnipeg. If you're a home team, why would you give up a game in your own stadium that seats 90,000 unless you're going to charge out the yin-yang for the tickets because of some poor saps living out on the prairies that want to watch whomever. So I'll believe it when I see it. In Mexico City, what's the stadium hold, 120,000? Well, and that's it. That's a lot easier to do. A lot more revenue opportunities. The thing about 17 games, though, it allows you to have that one neutral site game every year. You have your, you know, eight home games, your eight road games, and one neutral site game with the effort of growing the game outside of the United States. So that kind of works, I think. 
I see that the viewers in Toronto have perked up. Craig Campbell from the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame writes in and says the Bills series was one of the greatest papered ticket scams ever. I don't know about that. I wasn't there. Whatever. I, I just know that it didn't go over well. I remember them saying Toronto wants an NFL team, but they want a winner. They don't want the Bills. Yeah, get in line. Everybody does. It doesn't work that way. <clears throat> Sorry, I lost my voice calling the hockey game last night. I'm going to have a slight cold, but I'm getting over it. Uh, from Troy, from Sober Athletic Wear, he says, The NFL, come, come. Bring us your dollars. He says, I'd hit Rogers Center for a decent matchup. Sure. I'd like the CFL too, but Toronto's clearly more interested in the NFL based on the Argos numbers. And they're going back and forth in here on the, on the comments. But I'm moving on. Point four here in the warm-up. CFL, XFL leftovers. I will say the things that are being said about The Rock are. They're, uh, they're terrible. You know, that guy from the Toronto Business Journal who tagged us in all those columns, I don't know why, I never heard of the guy. I'd heard of the Toronto Business Journal. He seems like a psycho. He called Dwayne Johnson a pimp. Does The Rock deserve that? I don't think so. You see, and people are saying, you're trying to steal our game and ruin our He hasn't said any of that. Like, my God. Randy Ambrose still a, stole a page from my playbook, right? Dropping a bomb, walking away, and seeing everybody go nuts. But it's now three weeks ago today since he made that announcement, and there's still no details. It always reminds me of this growing up on the farm. I know you love these stories. My cousin Chad, his dad was a chicken farmer. Well, you're from the chicken capital, so you would get it. The I get chicken it. capital. Yep. So all those hens would be roosting, like hundreds of them. And I would walk up and just smack the, uh, the chicken wire door, and they'd all go, would fly. And Chad, who's different, he's my cousin, he's three months older than me, he's like, don't do that. But I couldn't get enough out of rattling that door of the chicken coop. Oh, man. Feathers everywhere. Everywhere. And I would do it all the time. And it just drove Chad crazy. That's what Randy Ambrosi did. He smacked the chicken coop door. Right? And there's feathers everywhere. Somebody's got to pick up the feathers. That's all. And by the way, coming up in our next segment, Reed Johnson from uh, the XFL, XFL Markcast will be joining us from Seattle to give the XFL side of all this. Because, man, have they been dragged through the mud by... Canadians, but that guy from the Toronto Business Journal, like he's, <laughs> I'm not saying there's anything wrong with him mentally, but he's got issues with regards to the XFL and American football. Like I said to the guy, hey, cowboy, put down the gun, man. The, the Rock hasn't threatened to do anything here, right? People are just, that's right. Picked up the ball and ran with it. Nelson's watching. I can see the meme. Randy Ambrosi rattles chicken coop. Feathers everywhere. <laughs> Just always, and I had infinite amount of fun doing that, and I still have a lot of fun doing that. This is what Randy Ambrosi did here. Point five, the CFL announcing yesterday that their draft will be on May 4th, and that is a huge deal because there's some highly touted prospects here in the rectangle from both the Huskies and the Rams, really highly touted. Mm -hmm. So May 4th is the date. That's later than normal. It's after the NFL draft, which I don't even think it matters anymore, the CFL versus the NFL draft. It used to. It doesn't matter as much anymore. Um, 
From Rob Williamson. Where are you from, Rob? He says, I love the farm stories. Is he from probably nowhere around the farm? But that happened. Have you ever been on a farm? You learn a lot. You learn a lot Mm -hmm. growing up on a farm, man. Birds and the bees. How about that? How about that? Uh, What are you thinking? We had pigs on Grandma and Grandpa's farm. Chickens, rabbits. I can do a hog that's call, pretty, too. That's if, I, if my good. throat wasn't so bad, I could do yeah. it better. We'd get in the pen once in a while. Oh, I yeah. don't want to know. <laughs> Keep that to yourself, Hey, what you did on your farm. <laughs> <laughs> Where the men are men. Um, point six, as I said earlier, it's the Leafs and the Jets tonight. Let's ring the bell again. For you people in Winnipeg where we've got all those viewers and the Leafs fans of which I'm literally surrounded by them here, here is your preview, guys. The two best teams in the North Division face off tonight when the Winnipeg Jets host the Toronto Maple Leafs, 7.30 p.m. Eastern at Bell MTS Center. Uh, The Scotia North Division, I might add. The Jets are sixth in the NHL, averaging 3.3 goals per game, led by Kyle Connor with 17. Toronto's fifth in the league, averaging 3.3 goals per game, led by Austin Matthews with 23. In their last matchup on March the 13th, Winnipeg 1-5-2. Mark Scheifele recorded a team-high two points for the Winnipeg Jets. Jets 6-4 in their last 10. The Leafs 4-5-1. No injuries for the Winnipeg Jets. For the Maple Leafs, Rasmus Sundin out with a foot injury, but that's, that's it. You're getting... Top lineups tonight. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And that's what you want, right? You have the, the, the great Edmonton-Toronto games, and now you get Toronto-Winnipeg, and then you'll get Edmonton-Winnipeg down the road. And that's, those are the three. So I, I can't wait. And, and what's going to be interesting is, you know, who ends up second and who ends up third and plays in that kind of playoff series against each other. It's going to be wild. Yeah. Just to close this out, just to close this out, what's Dan the situation Saravelli saying he's watching in Philly right now. He says, Darren supporting flip-flops. Hashtag bold. You don't wear those outside the facility, though. Not yet. You only wear them in here. Yeah, not yet. It's not warm enough yet. To yeah, he only wears them in here where it's 800 degrees Celsius. That's right. Um, from Claude, Taylor watching on YouTube says, Rod is a chicken abuser. Go ask those chickens and see what they have to say. Okay, we're going to break. It's going to be fun. Reed Johnson from the XFL MarkCast joins us next to get the XFL side of Talking About Talking. It's the RP Show, and you are watching on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Welcome back to the program, everybody. And just ahead of Reed Johnson, from the state of Washington, uh, from Rod Monroe, as I just read a couple of comments here, he says, good morning to the best sports talk team. 
That's producer Clark's dad, Rod. Good morning, Rod. My dad's watching from the hockey arena in the sky. I have no doubt about that. And Nelson Hackowich, our VP of Sim Events here, says, I thought the heat would be coming from the CFL-XFL talk, and y'all are worked up about the NFL coming to Canada. Well, everybody's worked up all the time when it comes to the Canadian Football League these days, which is actually a good thing. Well, a lot of people around the CFL would prefer to be dormant. Don't talk about us. Just let us do our thing. That isn't reality. So let's bring in Reed Johnson now. What a perfect segue from the XFL Mark cast. How you doing, Rito? I'm good. I'm fired up, ready to be here. <laughs> it's just a Wednesday. You're always fired up. I told Deuce about that. I said, wait till you get a load of this guy. Listen, Reed, give me the last month for you being indoctrinated into the world of Canadian pro football since the leagues dropped the fact that they're talking about a collaboration. It's been exciting. You know, we, we cover the XFL. It's been uh, slow news. You know, there's been a lot of uh, Young Rock uh, uh, episode recaps, things like that, uh, covering a lot of the other alternative football leagues. But uh, to say that our viewership has skyrocketed with the interest of the CFL XFL thing would be an understatement. Uh, truly tremendous and overwhelming viewership and interest uh, from your listeners, from all sorts of CFL people. It's been really exciting. Well, our numbers have increased too, and that's. That's tremendous. So there's that. But what about the fire that's come at the XFL's way? And you saw what I said about the horrible things said about The Rock, which, frankly, I don't think he deserves. What is your your take on a potential merger or collaboration? Yeah, so uh, that Toronto Business Journal, they, they blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> I, I, I shared, I said, you know, this is nothing but fake news and lies. Um, here's the thing. The Rock is a brand. I just tweeted this morning. Uh, for context, The Rock's childhood sitcom show averages 3 million viewers a week here in the States. So just to put in context, this made-up show about The Rock's childhood averages 3 million. So uh, to say what he could bring as a brand to to any level of football, you know, XFL, CFL, or anything in between, uh, you can't, I think, undersell uh, the power that The Rock has behind him with, yeah, with Danny as well. So if you don't mind, we'll take some viewer comments as we roll here, all right? Uh, Nelson says, does Reed feel the XFL needs the CFL? just as much as the CFL needs the XFL to continue to operate. You know, it, it's so funny. Uh, people, the CFL fans are adamantly very protective of their sport, right? Adamantly of the rules. From what I can tell from our listeners, from friends of the show, uh, XFL is open to anything. And I was thinking about this because I knew that, you know, we scheduled this over the weekend. Us XFL fans, we went through this last year. We went through mourning. The league died. I mourned. I had tickets to the championship game in Houston. We had Airbnb. Like we were going to go. And so, you know, we went through all this. And then in August, when Rock and Danny and the team bought everything, I mean, we're in like house money now. We're in extra time. Like this was never supposed to happen. So uh, we're open to anything. I don't think any uh, XFL fan has said, you know, for sure down to three downs. Uh, I I think the fields is the only thing that's the issue is just kind of retrofitting the CFL fields into the XFL stadiums where they play in traditionally soccer arenas here uh, or uh, football, you know, like in, in Seattle at Lumen Field now. Yeah, well, so from Chris Robinson, he's watching in the Kingston, Ontario area. He says, how do you see the game merging between the two leagues? I I certainly have my own ideas, but what have you been kicking around, Reed? 
Well, so we're going to have Jim Mullen on the show on Friday. He kind of went, the, you know, the Rocket tweeted at him over the weekend about He's the president of, of Football thing. Canada. Yeah, by the way, just point, point that out, who Jim is, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, we're really excited to have Jim on. He's coming on. We're going to record tomorrow. Um, you know, he was talking about a, a smart season. I know Mark at XFL News Hub, which is our kind of parent website that we're on, talked about that as well, kind of running both leagues in conjunction, uh, kind of doing a mid-playoff and then letting the CFL continue uh, through the fall, uh, at least in the interim. I just don't think there's any way in the next year or two that they're going to get the leagues together in terms of rules. So I think some sort of running the leagues in conjunction, in parallel, is going to be our best bet at least for a year or two, you know, kind of how they used to do it with the NFL back in the day before they, you know, merged uh, the, the two leagues. Uh, from William May on Facebook, he says, Reed Johnson is awesome. I watch their show on the XFL all the time. So shout out from William May for you there. Um, you know, it's funny. What you, I, I had mentioned that I was on an American podcast, and they said the XFL doesn't have a great brand in America because it's folded twice. And you were quick to point out it wasn't you, and it wasn't. It was the Off the Ball podcast in New York. How about the fact that they folded twice on Vince McMahon's watch? Like, when you, when you hear this whole thing about why would we partner with a league that's folded twice? You hear it. I see that you see all of it. What's your response to that? It, it kills me. Uh, you know, I, I wish Vince, when he brought it back in, in 2019, wouldn't have even called it the XFL. I mean, the whole reason he did it, ESPN did a 30 for 30 talking about the failure of the XFL. Vince got, you know, all strung up and said, you know, I'm going to make one more go at it. And I, you know, I wish he hadn't called it the XFL. I wish he would have called it anything else. We wouldn't have had this baggage. Now, you know, uh, Danny and The Rock have purchased the league except for just some higher level management, there's really, there's hardly anything even carried over from the 2019, 2020 regime. And so calling it a twice failed league, if you would put any other three letters in there, we really wouldn't be having this debate right now. If you had called it the, you know, any, literally any other three letters, uh, people would lose a lot of the arguments that they have against the XFL. Uh, Claude Talifer on YouTube says the XFL is dead. These people are delusional. Uh, we can we can come back. You know, you're getting all that too, right? There's a million opinions out there. Paul Newman's watching. How about that? Reg Dunlop. He says, if the two leagues merge, what do you think about starting the regular season in mid-May and holding all the teams training camps down in Houston and Dallas? Good vibes. Uh, so there's that. And I, the comment I want from you is in reaction to this from Craig Campbell. He's watching in downtown Toronto. We remember John Candy's support of the Argonauts and the CFL as well. The Rock will impact in a similar, similar fashion. So you talked about the XFL under Vince McMahon's ownership. When The Rock bought it, what did you immediately think it would mean for the XFL? And B, what are the offshoots off his brand that will benefit? Yeah, and, and just to clarify too, we try to do this a lot on here. It really is Danny Garcia, you know, that really led The Rock to this. So, so I know that The Rock has the name brand behind it, but I would be remiss if I didn't say that, you know, Danny was the one that that called Dwayne that said, hey, you know, this is available. I think we need to go for this. And she was the one that talked him into that. So I just, I, I know we have a lot of XFL fans that would be remiss if I didn't say that. Uh, the Rock is a juggernaut. Uh, we have Zoa Energy that we ordered, their brand new energy drink. We're going to taste on the podcast this week. He launched Terramana Tequila last year. It's the biggest craft tequila, you know, launch, you know, in the history of the world. Um, it, you know, anything that The Rock touches, like I said, The Young Rock, you know, Fast and the Furious, The Rampage, uh, Jumanji. I mean, 
anything that he walks into and, and puts his name behind it has instant credibility. And so comparing him and, and Danny and the team to, you know, just other guys with money that are just looking for investments, I just don't think uh, gives enough credit to, you know, the credibility that they have behind them for what they do. Really good question from Chris Robinson in Southern Ontario. Given the XFL has had problems twice and the Alliance died two years ago midseason, if there's so much interest in spring football in the United States, what needs to be different for it to succeed this time? Uh, the AAF had money issues, right? I mean, they, they, they sputtered out in week eight because they couldn't, you know, they couldn't pay their players. I mean, they just didn't have the funding behind them. Uh, had uh, the pandemic not happened last year, the XFL would have completed the season. No problem. I mean, you know, we're nitpicking these well week five ratings. They were down three tenths. I don't care about that. I mean, the CFL, Winnipeg blue bombers came out, they lost $10 million last year. I don't want to talk about, well, there were 6,000 less people in Seattle from week, you know, two to week three. Uh, the XFL, when they completed the first season, attendance was going up. As the weather was going to get better, uh, the games were, you know, we're going to have more crowds. Uh, in St. Louis, they were going to open up, you know, most of the dome. They were expecting 50,000 people for the next attendance there uh, from a city that, you know, has been deprived of football ever since they moved the, the Rams. So uh, I, don't, I don't think the XFL needed to do anything different in 2020 had it just not have been a once-in-a-generation um, thing that happened. Ray Johnson, you're crushing it as I knew you would. We're covering a lot of ground here. Chris Bird in Toronto. Moose, you wouldn't want to hear this. This is the key question of the day. He says, Red Bird Capital manages billions of dollars worth of sports and entertainment. What's stopping them from buying out all the CFL owners and creating one single owner league? Hashtag, how about that? You know what's stopping them? The CFL owners. Because if that happens... <laughs> they won't be around, which I outlined very clearly on your show, Reed, if you remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's tricky. It is tricky where the XFL is a single owned you know, franchise, you know, they have all the teams underneath them. And there, there is a lot more, uh, you know, paperwork and minutia, whatever they'd have to go through with all that CFL stuff for sure. You see what I'm saying, though, Darren, on that? Like those, why do you think the CFL owners might not necessarily be for this? Yeah. Because it would be the end of them. They want to own professional sports teams. That's why they own professional sports teams. If this happens, they'd no longer own professional sports teams. Actually, Reed made the great point that it is very tricky. And I'll put this to you, Reed, and then you, Darren. What about the concept that has been mentioned of an AFC, NFC sort of thing or American League, National League sort of thing? You play your own rules on each side of the 49th parallel and come together at the end and play the rules on that team's turf. How would you be with that? The the number of messages I get from listeners now about all their hypothetical, you know, we we have this team. I like it. I, I think it's a good idea. Like I said, I think if we want football for the next couple of years, I think you're going to have to run in, you know, in, in parallel. I just don't think there's any option uh, to to. I think it'd be too landscape uh, changing to you know completely adjust one. I think you're going to alienate. I mean, we've already seen that with the CFL fans. Like I said, I think XFL is way more open to any thing just because this is like an extra life for us that we didn't really expect you know i think <laughs> when the xfl failed uh you know the first time and then came back we're like this is it and now they think we have a third go around at this but i think running the two uh, separately uh, makes the most sense uh in the short term i don't know what that championship game looks like i think that there is too many differences uh just to you know bring both teams on the field but i think that you have to have the games count for something uh, or else it's not worth doing moose yeah you can't 
change the rules. This isn't like adding a designated hitter in baseball. This would be like coming into the World Series and saying, okay, today, no curveballs. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what it's like. And I don't know. I, I, think they're, I, I think they're a little bit too different. But Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a really good point. That's why I have him around here, Reed. He's a lot smarter than me. So we only got a couple minutes left. What is Obviously, we're going to keep this association going because I loved it partnering up with you guys. But what's your last word? for Canadian football fans as we sit here today, as of today? My biggest thing, I'm all about solutions, right? Like I said, we didn't know that we were ever going to have this chance again. And all I see, you know, third down nation, just take this in the thing with all the insider comments earlier today. And it's, you know, it's naysaying the XFL, it's naysaying the rock, it's naysaying Danny, it's naysaying all this stuff. That's fine, but I want a solution then because clearly the path that we're on for either league isn't great. And so uh, I, I'm a can-do kind of guy. And so at, at this point, I want to hear solutions. I don't want to hear excuses and criticisms because uh, that's clearly not gotten the CFL to a good position now, and it's not going to you know, benefit anybody moving forward in the future. There's a lot of people pointing out the problems, and you're right, not many pointing out the solutions. Follow them on Twitter, at XFLMark. And, Reed, thanks for the time. This has been, as advertised, a lot of fun. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys reaching out. Reed Johnson joining us from Seattle. From the comments, uh, Larry Dye watching in Medicine Hat says it has to be a hybrid or it won't work. From Troy, from Sober Athletic, where two rules league is the stupidest idea ever. I know. We're just putting it out there. From Mike Blackbird in Toronto, he says, go home. Are you you saying that to Reed? Because he is home. But it's been kind of a, just a rude Welcome to the XFL from CFL fans. And I think we're just sitting here kind of open to everything, and I can't believe how close-minded a lot of people are, but we should be used to it by now. We'll be coming right back with a sports update. We got a CFL report and a whole lot more. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Boy, people are some fired up about the CFL-XFL talk. I'll get to your comments in a moment, but first a sports update on this Wednesday morning hump day. Carey Price only had to make 16 saves for his first shutout of the season and 49th of his career as the Montreal Canadiens picked up a 4-0 home win over the Edmonton Oilers. I got to tell you, I did a cardinal sin last night, Dupes, and I went into the Oilers' Twitter mentions. No! Oh, man. I can't... I can't deal with it. No! I'm just saying, they were up here... Oiler fans, then they're down here, and I'm like, the team isn't up and down the way the fans think that they are or talk like they are. You are not going to win every game. They looked fatigued to me last night, and could you blame them? It was one loss, four nothing. It's similar to the Jets, you know. They wanted to fire Paul Maurice 10 days ago, the fans, and then yesterday they're mad that we don't put them, the Jets in our poll. It's draining. I know. 
Anyways, Artemi Panarin had a goal and two assists, and the New York Rangers scored five unanswered goals to beat the Washington Capitals 5-2. Just one point separates the top three teams in the NHL Central Division following Florida's victory and losses by Tampa Bay and Carolina. Carter Verhage scored twice, and Brett Connolly netted his 100th NHL goal as the Panthers dumped the Detroit Red Wings 4-1. That's what people are saying. They're like, that's where Connolly is. Yeah. They never see him. he's there. He's in Florida. Michael McNiven made 35 saves as the Lavelle Rocket down the Manitoba Moose 3-1 on Tuesday in the A. Joseph Blandisi, Michael Pizzetta, and Corey Schooneman supplied the goals for the Rocket, who have won nine of their last ten games. Cole Perfetti, Mum Spaghetti, scored for the Moose, who are on a three-game slide. Michael Burdan stopped 18 of 20 shots for Manitoba. The Saskatchewan Rattlers, proud member of the Canadian Elite Basketball League, are excited to announce the signing of Canadian guard Devontae Bandu ahead of this season. The combo guard will make his pro debut for the Rattlers when they kick off their season June 7th against the Edmonton Stingers. Bandu joins the Rattlers after a stellar collegiate career that culminated with him playing his final two years of eligibility at Baylor University with the Bears. And Gonzaga got on a roll and put on a show, moving to 30-0 and on the season and cruising into the March Madness Final Four with an 85-66 beatdown of Southern California last night. The top-ranked Bulldogs will be the third team to bring an undefeated record into the Final Four since the bracket expanded to 64 teams in 1985. See, you were asking me about that. Yeah, it was. And we're on a collision course here, Baylor. Gonzaga yeah. in the final four on opposite sides. There'll be blood in the streets. I got the Zags to win. He's got the Bears. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store. What do I need to know about them? They're closed, except for the liquor store is open. That's really all you need to know. Drive Through. I went over to see the guys pick up a pizza the other day. Revolving door there at the uh, drive through. As oh, you yeah. can well imagine. Oh, yeah. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Man, we're going to be spending a lot more time next hour when the Silver Fox joins us talking about hockey things. So stick around for that. And we will talk about the Jets and the Leafs tonight. You know, you know, it's just one game. Yeah. Because come tomorrow, it'll be the biggest day ever. I get all the excitement and everything, but I, you see now where the pundits are saying on TSN that the hype is too over the top in the Scotia, Scotia North Division this year. It is. Of course. I mean, the league is so deep and so talented that, I mean, it is overhyped for sure, but it's been so much fun to watch, and rivalries have been built, and, you know, I think the entertainment value has been through the roof, but I don't know that it can stay beyond this year. Are you getting tired of the matchups yet? <sighs> A little bit. I'm starting. I was going to say, be honest. I'm starting to get there. I'm yeah. I you forgive know, you because the more now when Toronto and Edmonton play though, because it's McDavid Matthews and it's this these two really passionate fan bases of which I am one. It becomes this wonderful night, but then you know you want a little break because the little break and you're playing these other teams make those rivalry games mean that much more. So yeah, it's a little bit too often. For um. You. Jeff Kabilis is watching in Winnipeg regarding the Jets' Leafs tonight at Bell MTS Place, and he says, yep, win or lose, it's just one game. If they lose three in a row, then be worried. 
I completely agree with that. That's what I'm saying. With these fan bases of the Jets, which we've immersed ourselves in here over the last year, and it's been awesome, the orders we've dabbled in and out of, the orders fan base has been quite welcoming to us. But I'm just saying, don't expect to drag us down in the undertow of your anxiety when your team loses one game, because it is just one game. And if you want to run around with your hair on fire, that's fine. I had 20 years of experience dealing it with, with the Rough Rider fans, and I'm not, ha- I'm not having it, that's all. You know? Yeah. Uh, Chris Putz, writing us on Twitter, says, Loving the Niners gear today. It's one of my favorite pullovers. I love it. I'm not even a 49ers fan. I can't believe the furor ignited over the CFL, XFL. Like Dougal Cameron in Calgary says, why do we have to merge the two leagues? He writes in all caps, the CFL is a national treasure that is a great product that lacks marketing savvy. The XFL is a tire fire looking to hang on for strike three. Dougal Cameron represents the feelings of a lot of Canadian football fans. But I would say, as we say in the recovery world, how's that working out for you? Remember that Jason and Red Deer said, Rod, is it like Groundhog's Day for you? Every day, the same thing over and over. And in a way, it is. It's like, yes, it's a national treasure. And what? They're broke. They're on death's door. And they're looking for the rock to save them. That's why they need to merge leagues. Am I speaking another language that people don't understand? I know. What's with this steadfast denial? Like, William May, get off your high horse, you CFL crazies. And look what's happening to the CFL. We need money. And no one is helping here in Canada. So we need some help from our cousins. And I know we got a break and we'll come back for viewer takeover here in hour one. But I see Wade Miller, the president of the Blue Bombers, saying on radio here yesterday that if you can just hang on two more weeks, these vaccinations, it's looking positive. Just two more weeks, just hang on. Two more weeks and, and then what? You get to announce that a, a season in two more weeks? Because my health people told me that the variant is outpacing vaccinations in this country, lapping them. And then I see a headline on CTV Newsnet that says COVID chaos in Ontario. Just yesterday. And the last I looked, they've got three CFL teams in that province. That hasn't changed, right? right. The Rock hasn't changed that. Not yet. So I'm just going by what you, the, the team presidents are saying. One thing. And the news is saying another. And in the meantime, we don't have any answer on this season. So it's a very confusing time. Viewer takeover. You take over when we come back. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk. For Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. us your opinions now we won't victimize you unless you really deserve it now back to your host rod peterson okay welcome back everybody and uh we've got in the silver fox and he's a little stunned that i brought him in early but here's why the man has a lot of opinions and he's a favorite of our game plus viewers i do <laughs> and the thing is next hour the last time Rems was here, he's like, I thought we were going to talk a little more hockey. Because I think it was XFL, CFL that day. I, and wrestling stories. Yeah, but you made lots of sense as to why. Tell the viewers. 
Well, because you guys are kind of exploding into the eastern market and south of the border. Yeah. And with all due respect, as much as you and I love to talk, we could talk Pat's Warriors for the full two hours. Yeah. Uh, people in New York or Philadelphia or <laughs> not as West, big. Nah, maybe not so much. But you know what they are on to is CFL, XFL. Yeah. And that's where we'll finish this hour and come back with hockey next hour because we're kind of doing the football thing here. And we had Reed Johnson with us earlier from the XFL Mark cast. And I said it was going to be viewer takeover. So Michael Alley's watching on uh, YouTube. He says, with all due respect, I believe Canadians are in denial how close the CFL is to folding. And that's not necessarily their fault because they're getting from CFL leaders interviews where they're saying, we're optimistic about playing. The vaccinations are looking good. That's what it's going to take. And so it's, you know, it's difficult for them to, to know what to believe. Randolph Zora on Facebook says that joke in 93 and 94 showed how this would work. He's speaking on behalf of those that are against the American merger. So, Kel, a lot of opinions today. So I want yours since the last time we talked. We haven't heard from Ambrosi since the last time you and I've talked. But you must have put a little thought into how this might go. Oh, sure. I, I think that I think that. I know I'm I'm kind of going against the grain here a little bit because I I, th- I have a feeling that I'm sort of in the minority of people that actually feel that if there's you know that saying where there's smoke there's fire in the Dave Naylor report that the the players have been asked to take a a, a further and that's important because it's not the first one <laughs> a second pay cut of eighty percent uh, you know to kind of get the season up and running on time hopefully. I'm, maybe I'm one of the only people that actually think that's a pretty fair deal under the circumstances. I understand why they'd be upset. And I also understand why some of them at that point would say, you know what? Call me when I get my full salary because you've already asked me to take a pay cut once. <laughs> and some are saying that. And I don't blame them for that. That's a judgment call. But I also think that, it, you know, we have to be a little bit realistic here. The CFL teams were hemorrhaging money before the global pandemic. So with zero gate revenue coming in, zero corporate sponsorship coming in, the only revenue that you'd really have of any significance is the TSN deal. So that's $50 million, which is, but you have to play which to get is it. pretty significant. But you have to play the games to get that money. So... I almost kind of feel like, and I know it's not popular with a lot of people, but like what, like, so, so you have two choices. You can get 80% of something or you can get 100% of zero. So I don't know how the CFL players could have even thought that with zero fans in the stands, we're going to get the deal that we were offered back in the spring. I, I know, but you're saying that because you own two businesses and you've owned a restaurant and you get the owner's mentality. But you see how the, you've also been a struggling young person with a young family. Sure. That's saying, I can't play for this. Yeah, no, I get right? that too. I get that too. But you know what? I, I think that if you had, I don't know, I, I mean, now we're really making up numbers here. But if you had five, six, seven, eight, whatever that number is, guys on each team, that just said, guys, like, I'm sorry, but like, I'm not doing this again. Just at a principle, I'm not doing it. Or, you know, the the physical pounding that my body takes as an offensive or defensive lineman Isn't to make 50 grand. Like, sorry, I'll go work for my uncle's tire shop and make that. I get it. We're out of time, but we'll continue this next hour. 
and we'll talk a lot of hockey. Big game tonight, Jets and Leafs. First place on the line in the Scotia North Division. More with the Silver Fox and Joey Canward going to be joining us from Vancouver. So stick around, everybody. You are watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV across all 10 provinces and 31 states. And listen live at rodpeterson.com. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.